This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never Podcast. I am your host Natalie Bromley but joining me as ever is the star of the preview show, the headliner, the main man himself, Dave Statman Roberts. Dave, how are you feeling after your international break? Yeah, we've had a week off, haven't we? It's uh, yeah. been a little bit of a, a change. With all, well, we had a, a short break in the summer um, with all the, the flurry of matches at the end of last season. And we've had a flurry of matches again this season with all the uh, cup games in between. And then a little bit of an odd feeling to have a, a week off without any, well, certainly without any club football. Obviously, we've had some uh, internationals in between, but no, uh, no Burnley game. So, yeah, back yeah, to the... Uh, grindstone today back to the grindstone it didn't feel, it didn't feel bad for me having a week off i quite like it when we've got an international break because i get to have a week off the podcast but producer matt keeps throwing things at me dave he keeps giving me things to do on the week off to fill and i'm like can i not have a week off well you didn't have is, a week uh, off you, you did the uh, jordan north we did and oh guys if anybody's not um thank you dave i was about to mention that if anybody has not picked up on that yet we filled the gap for the international break by interviewing radio one host and um Clarets fan Jordan North who most of you will know um, and it was just the best chat it was literally we just sat down and just got a brew and chatted about life as a Burnley fan and it was just one of my most favourite interviews ever so do check that out if you get a chance please guys because it is immense fun um, but we have got we're back back to the back to the day job Dave we're back to previewing um, the Premier League again and it does feel a little bit like we all needed a break, but it does feel like we all need a bit of a lift, doesn't it? And hope that we get back to, to winning ways. Um, so we're going to get back to the show as normal. We're going to preview West Brom. We're going to see what happened in the Fantasy League before we left. And we're going to look at some quiz questions, which brings us nicely on to the start of our show, David. And of course, we have a quiz question that we need to give our listeners an answer to. Now, last time we spoke to them, we, which was a preview of the Newcastle game, the question we asked our listeners was, which Burnley players among the matchday squad of 18 for the 3-3 draw at Newcastle United on New Year's Day 2015 are still on the playing staff at the club today. Dave, what were our listeners' answers? Well, what were the answers, I guess? Well, there were three three players. We had uh, Ben Mee, we had uh, Kevin Long, 
and we had Ashley Barnes. They were the three player names we were looking for, the players who were in that match day squad uh, at Newcastle in 2015. Exactly. And Dave, I've got it right this week. I don't always get it right. Well, with a bit of prompting, you got all three, yes. Mm, I don't think there was that much prompting. I got two very quickly. It was the third one that I struggled with. The one you didn't get was Kevin Long, which is the one we'd mentioned in the actual show. So, yeah. No, I did get Kevin Long. I got Kevin Long and I got... Kevin Long, you got third. You got the other two first, then you No, I didn't. I didn't. I got Ashley Barnes last, if you remember. No, go on then. Uh, see David trying to make me look silly in front of our listeners obviously I know Kevin Long's there <laughs> no I did I got Ben me first I got Kevin Long second and I got Ashley Ashley Barnes was the one that I struggled on about 10 minutes after the call I was like I don't know who it is I don't know who it is but anyway um, did we get any correct answers this week Dave? Uh, we had a couple that I know of, yes. Uh, John Robertson, uh, one of our quiz regulars, is in touch with the correct answer. And also um, MJP, MJP78UTC on Twitter, also got all three names right, unless you know of any uh, any others, Natalie, that I don't know. I do not know, no. I didn't get anybody else with all three right, so well done to uh, John and MJP. Is he like an MVP, but most most joyous player? Most jovial player. I wonder what MJP stands for. But anyway, well done to you two. And we will, of course, go through another quiz question at the end of this episode to test your brains ready for next week. Opposition stats. So let's have a look at the key key point of this whole preview show, Dave. And that is, of course, looking forward to the Clarets next fixture, which is already a rather critical game away at West Bromwich Albion, Monday the 19th of October at 5pm. And this one is live on Sky Sports Box. 5.30pm. Thank you, Dave. 5.30pm, which is live on Sky Sports Box Office, which Dave and I will come on to talk about a little bit later. Um, But let's kick off about the game then, Dave, um, um, about the opposition. Now, why don't you let us know what the recent history has been? Uh, Yeah, in recent times, and this season we're just looking, uh, well, considering the games played since the 2009-2010 season. Uh, We've only played at West Bromwich Albion three times. We've kind of uh, missed them. They've been down when we've been up and and vice versa. But we have managed to meet them three times uh, in that time. Uh, And those most three uh, three most recent meetings have all been in the Premier League. Uh, Burnley suffered heavy 4-0 reverses in 2014-15 and 2016-17, which we'll come on to in a little bit more detail later. Uh, But thankfully, that trend was reversed with our last visit there. That was in 2017-18, which brings us neatly onto our next section, which is... Burnley's last win and the last top flight win combined. Yes. In late March 2018, Burnley visited struggling West Bromwich Albion, and after a very long wait since our last win there which was in December 1969, we came away with a 2-1 victory. Um, it's fair to say the Hawthorns has been something of a bogey ground for Burnley over the years, certainly recent years, um, but a spectacular first-half goal from Ashley Barnes, which we'll come on to again in a bit more detail shortly, and another from Chris Wood after the interval, secured the points, even though Salomon Rondon got a late goal back to make it a slightly nervous finish. Uh, West Brom actually struggled uh, for the rest of that season. Uh, They sacked Alan Pardew just days after that game, uh, put Darren Moore in temporary charge, and they were eventually relegated at the end of that season. And after two seasons away in the Championship, they're now back after finishing runners-up last season to earn promotion at the second attempt. Excellent. Highlights and lowlights. 
So why don't we go on to uh, another new feature of ours for this season, Dave. What's the highlight? Uh, well, we've touched on that. Uh, the highlight I've picked out for this week is from our last visit to the Hawthorns, and more specifically, Ashley Barnes' opening goal from that game. Um, and this is no good at all for our listeners, but we've got a little video clip in our show notes that shows us exactly what happens. When we're talking through it, we can give you the uh, the details of it. Um, it was actually Aaron Lennon who sent over a cross. Uh, he was on the right edge of the box. Um, he played it a little bit too high and also slightly behind where Ashley Barnes was positioned. Uh, the ball came over Chris Wood's head initially, and then from about 11 or 12 yards out, Ashley Barnes leapt into the air, lifting his right leg a uh, bit high behind him, and somehow hooked a shot in past Ben Foster, who had absolutely no chance to make a save due to the speed and direction of the shot. Um, it's interesting, Burnley Football Club also released a new video on their YouTube channel this week, which showed the goal in all its glory from multiple angles. And if you look on YouTube, there's also an hour-long video entitled What a Goal, Barnes Overhead Kick for One Hour, with nothing but this goal on repeat for a full 60 minutes. How have I not seen this? That is just like what more? What more do you need in life than just Ashley Barnes' overhead kick for an hour? And actually, for those of you who do tune in or haven't already tuned, do tune into the Jordan North interview. Um, listen out for a very important debate about Ashley Barnes towards the end of there, which we'll be very keen to hear what your answers are. Um, what about then a low light um, for this particular fixture? Well, again, we touched on this earlier as well, and we could have chosen either of the recent 4-0 defeats we've uh, suffered at the Hawthorns for this week's low light, but we couldn't decide, so we fudged it and awarded this week's low light jointly for both of those crushing defeats. Uh, both of those results in September 2014 and also November 2016 were hugely disappointing, and we'll save you from all the details other than to say that both games have been selected for live coverage on Sky, uh, both were very disappointing for those Burnley fans watching at home or in the pub, uh, just as it was for all those Burnley fans who travelled down um, were there in the way-in for those games. They were both very disappointing defeats, and thankfully we uh, turned that around and had a really good win uh, in our last game. So we'll be hoping for more of the uh, uh, performance we had last time rather than either of those two uh, televised games that we had previously. Yeah, definitely. Heroes and Villains! Um, so who is our hero then when it comes to Burnley versus West Brom? Uh, well, there was a temptation to have Ashley Barnes as this week's hero, but as we've already used his goal in the highlight section, uh, we've chosen a, a different hero. We've gone for Martin Patterson as our hero instead. Um, yeah, we've touched on the fact that results have been hard to come by for the Clarets of the Hawthorns, so there haven't been too many uh, contenders for this. Uh, so when Burnley were, we were in the Championship, playing under Owen Coyle at the time. We were drawn against West Brom in the FA Cup fourth round in 2009. Uh, hopes were not particularly high. We would progress away at a Premier League side. We did earn a creditable 2-2 draw. That was thanks to a first-half penalty from Graham Alexander, who else, um, and a late equaliser from Pato after uh, West Brom had gone into the lead with goals from Corran and Kim. Uh, for those that don't remember Pato's goal, it started with Robbie Blake on halfway, and again, we've got a little video clip of this that we can see as we're talking about it. And he played a crossfield pass to Wade Elliott on the right. Um, and his cross, the far post, was turned in by Martin Patterson to earn us a draw and a replay. And we went on to win that replay at Turf Moor. We won 3-1, but we were knocked out by Arsenal at Arsenal in the fifth round. Uh, but those games were really good experience for exploits in the league. And at the end of that season, Albion and Burnley swapped places. They were relegated 
and our season ended in promotion to the Premier League by the playoffs. Excellent. And then who then, on the flip side of that, Dave, is our villain? Oh yes, our villain this week. We're going to go back a little bit further in time to select this week's villain, but his selection is purely for his knack of scoring against the Clarets, although during his career he was a consistent uh, all-round goal scorer. Uh, So this week's villain is Simon Garner. Oh my lord! What are you doing bringing him into our podcast, Dave? How dare you! Yeah, well, we we had a little break from playing matches against our near neighbours in blue and white from just down the M65 for most of the 1980s and 1990s. We didn't escape some of their former players. Uh, Former Rovers striker Simon Garner had a spell with West Brom between 1992 and 1994, and when our paths crossed again, he had an unnerving knack of getting on the score sheet for Albion, including a couple of matches at the Hawthorns. So for that reason, this week's pantomime villain is... Simon Garner. Ugh, boo. And you know what, listeners, as well, on our script um, for the show and our show notes for, for, for recording tonight, Dave's even gone as far as to clip a photograph of him. So his face in this particular section is also looking at me. We'll scroll back. Dave, back you and me are going to have to have words. <clears throat> this, is, this is unacceptable. <laughs> Honestly. It's the one to watch. And actually, not just of you, you thrown that at us, we also need to have a word about this following section. Now, regular listeners will, of course, know that one of our new features for this season is the One to Watch feature. And those of you who are a little eagle-eyed or who have been paying attention, or both, will notice that Dave hasn't exactly been treating us well when it comes to his picks for One to Watch. Dave, explain yourself. Well, you can look at it both ways. They've either been a success, if you consider it purely in terms of opposition players that have had an impact, or a complete disaster, as you say, as they've all scored or been heavily involved in goals against us. So mm. um, there's a little heads up this week for Sean Dyche and the squad. Uh, they better pay extra close attention to this week's selection, which I am still going to make, despite calls from some quarters that we should cancel this section of the show. There were some suggestions that we should choose maybe a former player or even a third-choice goalkeeper, as none of them will be able to have an impact on the game. But I have gone ahead and I have made a choice, so I'll, uh, I'll give you that information. <sighs> Go on, who is our one to watch, Dave? Um, I've chosen to highlight uh, central defender Kyle Bartley. Uh, born in Stockport, he started out with Bolton Wanderers before being picked up by Arsenal in 2007. He only played once for the Gunners in a Champions League game in 2009, but had loan spells at Sheffield United and Rangers before he moved to Swansea City. He also spent time out on loan at Birmingham City and Leeds United. Uh, he's six foot four. He's been a regular for Albion over the last couple of seasons, and now he's twenty nine. He has a chance to prove himself in the Premier League after only playing a handful of games at this level for Swansea City over a period of six seasons. Great. So we've now handed him the perfect opportunity to get that proof in the Premier League, and he's going to score a hat trick or something, even as a defender. A um, Dave, goal. Uh, <laughs> this is absolutely your last chance saloon with this new feature. If you jinx us again, and this guy either has an absolute blinder or scores against us, or just does something that means that we don't get three points from this game, I am binning this feature. I'll bin it myself, yeah. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah, you won't wait for me. You're just like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, And actually, listeners, keep your thinking caps on because if this does go disastrously wrong this week and we have to bin this feature, we might put it to you to see what you want to put in its place. We'll have have a fan favourite instead. Um, Okay, back to more pressing matters, Dave. Who is our man in the middle? Who's refereeing the game on Saturday? Uh, We've got Anthony Taylor of Widdington. 
On Monday, Monday. yes. Uh, Anthony Taylor of Withenshaw will be in charge of Monday's late afternoon stroke early evening kickoff at the Hawthorns. Uh, He's refereed 16 previous matches involving Burnley, and the Clarets have won six of those, drawn three, and we've lost seven times. However, three of those six wins with Taylor as referee came from four matches at championship level. They were in his earlier uh, time as referee. Uh, So our record at Premier League level is not quite as good. Uh, Last season, he was in charge for our 1-0 away defeat at Everton on on Boxing Day. Uh, And then he also came to Turf Moor to take charge of an eventful game, which saw us come from behind to beat Leicester City 2-1 after Nick Pope had saved Jamie Vardy's penalty. Um, He hasn't issued any red cards to players on either side in any of his matches involving Burnley. Um, And finally, in terms of the officials for Monday, uh, Darren England will be on VAR duties at Stockley Park. Excellent. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Well, we're not going to finish there, Dave, because we know you and we know how much you love to spoil our listeners. So why don't you delve into that big bank of yours and let our listeners have your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Uh, Well, I've got two quick miscellaneous stats for this week. Uh, First of all, and this might give us some some hope, uh, between 1959 and 1966, Burnley played nine consecutive top-flight away matches against West Brom at the Hawthorns without defeat. There were six wins and three draws for the visiting Clarets during that time. However, the run came to a crushing halt in November 1967 when Albion won 8-1. That was the first... First miscellaneous stat. The second one, uh, Burnley have played a total of 46 top flight away games against West Brom, at West Brom, including during the first ever season of the Football League in 1888-89 season, as both clubs were founder members. So far, Burnley have won 14, drawn 8 and lost 24. These top flight matches at Stony Lane up to 1900 and the Hawthorns after that have resulted in 56 Burnley goals, and 99 for West Brom, meaning that their next goal will be their 100th goal in home top-flight games against Burnley. So hopefully we can prevent that from happening for at least another season by keeping a clean sheet, as well as helping to kick-start our own season at the same time. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, how are you feeling then, Dave? It's, it's Obviously, it's been a catastrophic um, start to the season. It couldn't quite have gone any worse. We've got zero points on the board after three games. We've got rumours of warfare between board and, and manager. We've got injuries all over the place and we've got a disastrous transfer windows. It doesn't feel like there's much to shout about, does it really, at the moment? Um no, it's not not been the best start to the season. Um, I think the, the the worrying part of it is, to some extent, is that we had the injuries and we got past them and did really well in the latter part of last season, but we've not been able to carry that on into uh, into this season. And you say that you know it's 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 early days and whatever, but confidence does breed from from results, so we do need to get a result from somewhere. Um, we're capable of get, going to West Brom and getting a, a win. It say it's not been the best ground for us over the years. Um, we did win last time out. Um, I'm tempted to hedge my bets and say um, I'm tempted to predict a draw. So I'm I'm going to go for a, a one-one draw on Monday night. Why only a draw? Why are you not confident of a win, Dave? I, th- I think we could get a win, but I think we're, I think a draw is more likely. So I'm, I'm I'm going with my head rather than my heart and saying we're, we're going to get a draw. I'm going to say a win. I think we're going to be back. Although we've had the disappointing news today that Ben Mee's still not fit, which is just horrendous because um, we desperately, desperately need him back. Um, but I'm going to, I think we're going to win. Um, I'm, I feel like 
transfer window debacle is behind us and I think everybody's just well, it is what it is. Um we've not got the, the numbers. Um and I just think everybody's just gonna let that get behind them and, and try and at least stay in the league for one more season. So um not for one more season but for this season obviously. Um and I think I think we've got just about enough quality when we've got everybody fit. So um yeah, I think we're going to win. I'm gonna say two nil. Um let us know what you think, guys. I mean, obviously, we're going to be last to play with being the Monday night game. Um, also, let us know how you feel. And, and again, this is something that a few of our listeners have emailed us about. We are going to pick this up in the um, full show on a Tuesday um, just to have a, a quick debate about this. But, Dave, obviously, it's been announced um, under the new TV deal that um, there's only a, rather than have all of the games televised, which we've, we've seen very much since Project Restart started, um, uh, apart, there'll be the usual number of games selected for TV rights, which we are, but the rest of them are all going to be shown on Sky Box Office, uh, meaning that fans have got to pay £14.95 to watch the game. Now, this is season ticket holders as well. Like, I have a season ticket, Dave. You have a season ticket. You know, we, we pay, our, our, what is it, £400, whatever it is each year, and we've not yet been able to see a home game, and we haven't done since Spurs at the beginning of the year. And now on top of our season ticket, um we're being asked to pay 15 pounds to watch games um not great dave not great at all no i think that well i think the there's been a, a backlash to it whether whether that'll have an impact and what impact it, it might have in terms of having a rethink i think that perhaps if they'd pitched it i don't know i, I did suggest this and um uh if you pitched it to say well it's a tenor a game and sit somehow get a, a rebate for season ticket holders so they only pay £5 for it, then that might have been a, 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 a better middle ground to have. I think the way they've gone with it and pitched it at the, the price level they have is just going to be um, unsustainable, really. I think it's uh, it's not done them any favours in terms of the, 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 the Premier League. I think, that the, the, I think from what I've read is that it's come more from the... Um, the broadcasters themselves rather than from the Premier League. So the Premier League don't choose the level it's set at. They've basically been given an ultimatum, take it or leave it, we'll broadcast the games from Sky and BT, but this is what we're going to charge for it. So um, rather than having nothing, they've gone with that. But it's, um, yeah, as I say, there's not been a, a positive reaction to it from uh, from most quarters, I would say. Yeah, and it's hardly surprising, is it? I think there's, no. there's, there's quite a, a poor attitude towards and poor view towards the Premier League at the moment and 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 certainly Sky TV and and you know this idea that it's just it's just the milking and milking and milking fans for as much as they can but we don't seem to be getting an awful lot back in return um so yeah it's certainly not gone down very well in most quarters and, and nor should it do either um listeners if you have any strong opinions about this do drop us a line and let us know I know we are going to be talking about it on the the shows as as much as we can just to see um, what we can do we're going to try and get Liam um, we've not had Liam on the show yet this season he's always been busy when we've been recording um, Liam of course is heavily involved in the Clarets Trust so we're going to get Liam on just to see if he can give us some insight as to what has been discussed at club level and see if there was any consultation and see if he can give us any insight into what we think we're going to do about it um, so yeah if you've got any comments in the meantime drop us a line and we'll add them to the narrative when we speak about it uh, but otherwise, that is um, obviously just the preview of the West Brom show done. We move to Monday to enjoy the game. Fantasy Premier League update. 
So, Dave, next we have... I feel like we should have the fanfare here. Um, the No, never Fantasy Premier League. Now, we've now had five games. Was it game week five, game week six? Four. Where are we with this? Four. Well, we've only we, played course, three, but it was game We've only played three, haven't we? So, this is game week five that we come into this next week, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Excellent. And we're now shut, yes? No more uh, entries. Shut it. I, I did forget, but I've, I've now shut it, yeah. Excellent. Well done. So, what on earth has been happening since we last looked at the league? Uh, there's been quite a lot of change at the top of our league. Uh, a lot of movers up to the top. I'll give you the names of our top six. Uh, in sixth place, we have uh, Matthew Blackburn, who I think was our previous leader, down to sixth place. Um, we've got Jake Smith in fifth. We've got Chris Yates in fourth. And then, very confusing, we've got Craig Smith twice. Now, I don't know whether there's some cheating going on here. People are allowed to have more than one team. Hmm, very suspicious. Mm. We've got two two Craig Smiths in joint second place on the same number of points. Uh, And then our leader is David Miller on 283 points. He he had uh, 99 points in the last game week. So he's currently our uh, league leader. Excellent. And what about do we do we know where all of the where are all of the where's Team None and Never? I haven't well, seen this this week. I, I think it's fair to say the performance to date from both of your preview show hosts, me and you, uh, has mirrored Burnley's start of the season. So we'll be hoping that can be reversed this weekend as well. Uh, from what I can see from the rest of the None and Never team, uh, they've also had a rather indifferent start. Uh, Richard Steele seems to be the currently the highest placed of our regular panellists, but he's down in the 139th position. Where are we, Dave? Well, you're last, Natalie. Oh, come on. I've been trying really hard this year as well. You had a better well. week, but you are still last, 241st, and I think I'm in 220th. I don't understand why I'm still... That's bottom. 241, that's bottom. That is bottom. Dave, come on. Things can only get better. Yeah, they better add do. Um, what about dream team news? Have we had any um, Burnley players in the team of the week? <laughs> uh, no. Um, no. Yeah, there were so. no, no, <laughs> no Burnley players in the team of the week following our defeat at Newcastle. Uh, however, not surprisingly, Callum Wilson, with two goals and an assist, uh, plus three bonus points, was one of the kings of game week four. And although he didn't quite get in, I suspect our last one to watch, who was Alan St. Maximan, who's now signed a six-year uh, contract extension. Did you see that this week? Oh yes, I did see yeah. that actually. Um, he, may, I think he would have been very close. He didn't quite get in there, but he would have been uh, would have been very close. Uh, the highest scoring player overall for the week was uh, Jack Grealish, who scored twenty four points in Aston Villa's seven two demolition of Liverpool. Now, there's a phrase you'd never thought you'd ever hear. Uh, and he's he's actually now <laughs> one of the highest scoring players for the season to date with thirty five points. And there's only four players ahead of him, uh, Son and Kane for or, uh, Tottenham, uh, plus uh, Mo Salah and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin are the only four players who are ahead of him in terms of uh, points to date. Excellent. Um, well, we gonna, I've got Calvert-Lewin in mind. And, you know, do you remember at the beginning of the season, I put him in, but I didn't put it in time for the game he got a hat-trick. That was an error. Uh, I'm going to improve. I'm not going to finish last. It's as simple as that. I refuse to finish last. Um, well, obviously, we'll keep an 
we will keep an eye on the the fantasy league guys um we want to see how you're all getting on and i think we're going to get to um maybe after the next international break we're going to start getting a few people and then seeing uh getting a more detailed look as to how um you know some of the key players are getting on and we're also going to try and get our reigning champion Bennett Howarth in as well just to see if he can give some tips on how to to deal with the mid-season slump um Obviously, as Dave said before, we have now closed the league to new entries, but we have now got a total of 241 teams. And you're all, of course, vying for that very prestigious award of being the known and ever champion and the sticker that comes with it. Um, we're going to keep you updated next week, so but do do try your best, guys, and uh, and let us know how, how you're getting on. Statman Dave's quiz question. And finally, Dave, we've got a quiz question to end the show on, please. What are you going to challenge our listeners to answer this week, please? Yeah, well, this goes back to something we talked about earlier. We said that um, Burnley had beaten West Brom 1-0 in December 1969. That was our last win there uh, prior to uh, the 2-1 win in 2017-18. Steve Kinden scored the goal. We actually went from 1969 right through until 2000-2001 season without scoring a goal at the Hawthorns. So can you tell us which Burnley player scored the Clarets goal in the 1-1 draw between the two teams in the match that was played in November 2000 against West Brom at the Hawthorns? No idea, but I'm going to have a think about that and I shall submit my answer off air. And Dave will probably laugh at me because it will be grossly out. Um, why, don't you, why don't you tell our listeners how to submit their answers, please, Dave? Uh, yeah, you can tweet us or send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. Uh, email us, podcast at never.net, Or you can also reply to the post we're going to put up the preview show on the never Facebook page. And we will reveal the correct answer as well as whoever's got it right at the start of the next preview show. Excellent. Well, that is all we have time for, listeners. Um, it's been a great preview show as ever. Um, my thanks go to producer Matt for knitting all of this together and publishing it for us. Um, but of course, my main thanks go to Dave Roberts, who is just a gem and puts in a ridiculous amount of effort and energy into producing the content you hear in the preview show. So thank you very much, Dave. Um, thanks again, though, to you, the listeners, for downloading and listening to the podcast and your support is just always so much appreciated um enjoy the game everybody who is going to be watching on monday um i don't know how many of us are going to get to watch the game because i can't imagine there's going to be a huge appetite for 14 pound 95 payments or um if you're listening i don't know if we can even get it on the radio i do not know but guys um if anybody does manage to um get a hold of it and does want to pay to watch then do enjoy the game and try and support the boys um the we'll be back on tuesday the the full team will be back on tuesday to review that game and hopefully discuss three very important points and dave and i will be back next friday where we will be discussing and previewing spurs at home um, which is of course the last game we all got to see live um any other questions quiz answers or just general feedback you know how to get in touch with us but in the meantime everybody take care i hope we all stay in tier two and look forward to getting down to tier one as soon as possible um this has been the preview show brought to you by the known and ever podcast until next time
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.